Good morning and welcome once again. And we're at episode 35, I believe. And uh, last week we had talked about deception. One of the tools of, of Satan and one of the tools of man, how we uh, they use it against us to distort what is the truth and distort what is God. And how that keeps us away from a prayer life. To having our prayers be stated, our needs be met through our prayers. And we're going to continue to look at that as we move forward. The different things that is keeping us from our connection with God. Let's have a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. Father, we can get to your word today. Father, I ask you to take myself out of the way. Yet your true message signs through and let our hearts and minds receive it, Lord. We ask this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Now, we, uh, we often have different ways that we, we look to prayer. We all want hope. And for many of us, God is hope. And of, of course, he should be. But we need to it to be the right kind of hope. We need to have it to be a faith-based hope. Not a fear-based. Not a desperation-based. But faith-based. We keep hearing that time and time again because it is truly the key. Faith is truly the key to having your needs met, to having a relationship with God, to having everything we need taken care of. We have to have faith. It is the baseline. It is the connection. We have to have faith. Now, many of us, we, we turn to God. We turn to God in all different kinds of situations, in all different kinds of needs, and, and we pray. But it's more to it than that. We have to have ourselves positioned in a position of faith because there's this is a, a very crude way to sum it up and I'm going to do the best I can and, and kind of lump people into three categories category one is okay I'm going to try this prayer thing you know I'm going to come to church I'm going to try this prayer thing and what happens it doesn't work maybe because they didn't give it enough time Maybe because there wasn't enough faith. For some reason, it doesn't work. So they develop an attitude, okay, well, God, this doesn't work. This is a sham. God's not listening to me. God's not real. Whatever the case is, they are discouraged because their hope was shattered. And then we have the group in the middle. And they rely on the hope. And they rely on it so much. You know, you think about it when you, when you buy a lottery ticket. What is it that does it about gambling? What is it about it? You're wanting that hope that it brings. Because you think if you scratch it off, all the numbers might align, and you might have a fortune. You might watch the television, and the numbers are going to pop up on the little bubble machines. As they match the numbers you have, you have a hope that all the numbers are going to line up, and you're going to have a fortune. And this fortune that you receive from this is going to change your life. You're going to be able to do all these different things. That is the hope. And 
It's renewable week after week after week because you can keep playing and playing and playing. There's nothing to discourage you from it because you always have that hope. We like that feeling of hope. It's a... It's an endorphin rush. It's something to give us to cling to, to look forward to. It's something that we like. So we want to keep that. So for many of us, God is that hope, but in the wrong sense that we need because it's conditional. And we fear sometimes that God is not going to come through for us. So what do we do? We give God an out. We have a contingency plan. What if it don't work? And when we do that, we've already failed. We've already failed at that point. Because we are not fully committed. We are not fully committed. We've already established a backup plan, a way out, a fail-safe. Because we'll say things like, well... God, if it be your will. Or if it fails, then we say things like, well, it wasn't God's will. We know what God's will is because he tells us what his will is. We know what God expects from us. We know what God can do for us. He tells us all of these things. God may work in mysterious ways, but he is no mystery because he tells us everything that we need to know about him so we can connect with him. It is no secret what God can do. We've seen countless examples of his power. And you know, I'm going to insert it right here. If he did it for them, he will do it for us because God is not changing, not wavering. His word is law, and he always does what he says. His answers are yes and amen. So that brings us to the, the third category, and that is the ones that walk in faith. There is a, a peace that God brings, a peace that washes over you, that just takes away all of your cares and troubles because you know that God handles it. The problem is, see, if you've ever experienced that peace, it's a grand thing. And it's something that you would always want to stay into. But the problem is, is that it's the world. It's Satan. It's everything that comes against us. It's so, so taxing. It's so ominous. It chips at us. And it's real easy to fall away from this peace. To fall from it. Not because God has taken it from us, because we allow us to be taken out of it. To not accept it. To not receive it. Because we are living in fear. Proverbs 29 and 25. The fear of a man bringeth a snare. Who puts his trust in the Lord shall be safe. You know, think about it. Where does our fears come from? When you turn on the television, you watch the news. It's bad. And that generates fear. 
We have people tell us things, and that generates fear. You know, when someone's going to commit a, a crime, an armed robbery, what do they use? They use some sort of a weapon, preferably a, a firearm. Because many times they have no intention of actually using it, but it's that implied force. It strikes fear. And when we're in a state of fear, we submit. We do things that we wouldn't normally do. We give in. If you've ever interviewed anyone that's ever had been in a situation like that, had a gun pulled on them, many times the person, the suspect, is very close to them, within arm's reach. You can see every detail that they have, but yet the person oftentimes cannot tell you very many details about the person. Because when that fear sets in, all they see is the threat, which is that weapon that's in front of them. Everything else around them goes away. Tunnel vision sets in, and all you see is that threat, fueled by fear. And that's what happens to us in the world on a daily basis. We have all these little things that keep coming at us that's giving us a little jolt of fear. And it's coming in through the cracks in our armor that we're supposed to be wearing, the armor of God. Psalms 118.5 I call upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? The Lord taketh my part with them and that help me. Therefore, I see my desires upon them that hate me. I love that verse. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. I will not fear. The Lord is on my side. What can man do unto me? How easily we forget how powerful our God is. How easy we forget that we are his sons and daughters, that he gave his only begotten son for us because he loves us. And to think that he has such a great love for us that he would sacrifice his only son, that he wouldn't see us through each and every situation that we face here on earth, that he's going to turn a blind eye to some of that, that is foolishness. Our Heavenly Father loves us. Our Heavenly Father has the power to overcome each and every situation that we face. He raised Jesus from the dead. Going back to peace. I was looking over this this morning and meditating on it, things came to mind. Peter, 
was in a prison in chains surrounded by guards. And when the angel came to rescue him, the angel had to wake him up because he was sound asleep. We can only sleep in a time of peace. David confidently walked up to the giant with a crude weapon and no armor and a cocky attitude, taunting him because he knew that God was on his side. He was at peace. You know, Abraham, I like Abraham because he's a man's man. He's like us. Because he had times he was doing really well, and he had times he was doing not so good. But you could see when he had times when he knew God was with him, he was at peace. And he could make the decisions he could walk into the battle. He could do what he needed to do. But on the flip side, when that fear would trickle in, we see him waver. And that's when we see he started to, to slide back. And then God had to step it up even more to see him through, to get him to his purpose. And it's all because of fear. It was nothing more than a battle taking place in his head. Peter, too. He had times when the fear took over. He said, Lord, I will not forsake you. But then the fear was too much. I do not know this man. And that's where most of us are. We know we have times that we triumph. See, that's the other group. Of believers is that we have our prayers answered. We see God's power. It works in our lives. When our babies are healed, when our situations are taken care of, when we come through the other side and there's not a shadow of a doubt, it's only but one thing and that is God. That's what builds our faith. Because it's very special when you can see how a God that is so grand that can do all these things took his time, took his power to hear my prayers, to hear me cry out, to hear me ask. He hears every single thing. And then what does he do? He answers. Even though all the times that we backslide, that we fail, that we've come up short, that we are not worthy, that we sin, that we do all these things, he still comes through. And not only does he answer it, he answers it in a way that is better than we ever could come up with, a way that we never could think of, and it goes beyond what we asked for. 
But there's so much that, that comes against us. And we, we forget. You know, they say that uh, a woman forgets the pain of childbirth once she holds her baby. That becomes waning to the point that she'll want to do it again. See, we do that too also with the good things. See, as time goes by, we stop reflecting on it. We stop sharing it. It becomes further and further in the past. And we don't use it anymore. So with that out of the way, we get bombarded with the world, with sin, with Satan. We've talked about deception. We talk about how so many things that we have been taught and conditioned to think a certain way may not be the case. And it's because they are not based in the fundamentals of God. They are based in man. And every man, every woman, let me be clear, every human being, even everyone that's graced the pages of the Word of God is a sinner. And I don't care how strong you believe your faith is. I don't care how good you try to be. We are still going to sin. We are weak. And when the right amount of pressure is put on us, oftentimes we will cave. And there's many people out there that have turned away from God. Satan himself, he fell from heaven because he thought that he was better. He was in the glory of heaven. That wasn't enough for him. He wanted to be above all. He was jealous of mankind. He was not at peace. And if an angel that was in heaven, glory, could fall. Why do we have such a hard time believing that our fellow man can do the same thing? Why is it so hard to believe that the want for power, for money, for a, a change of life can be so strong in some people that they are willing to do whatever it takes to make that happen. Why are we so willing to compromise? Why is feelings, why is all these earthly things 
so important that we are willing to throw away God. We live in a country that was based on freedom of religion, freedom of people, a godly foundation. And we are ripping all of that up and throwing it away for what? We have to face facts. If we are not following God, if we are not on the side of God, then we are on the side of Satan. There is only two paths in this world. There is only two directions to go in. We are either working our way up or working our way down. We are either going towards the light or going for the darkness. And everything we do takes us one step one way or the other. We see that things were starting to to turn around a little bit. Things were opening up and prices were coming down. And I started to see that churches had been closed for a long time, putting up on their signs. They were opening up again. We started to see that parking lots were starting to fill up a little bit. And then what happens? Now we have more Fear being dumped on us. That's all we see now. Oh, oh, this grand gesture that was going to save us all, that man made, man pushed, no God involved gesture is not working. That we have a, a mutation in this thing that came under attack, and now we're back where we're going and even a, a worse direction. It's worse now than it was before and things are going bad and we're going to have to go back and do all these things again. Jesus hung out with the sinners. He touched the lepers. He healed the sick. And not once did anything ever come upon him. He didn't catch anything. He didn't get a sniffle. He was doing God's work. And he tells us that the same things that he did, that we can do, and we can also do greater. Because the same power that was used to rise Jesus from the dead resides in us. It was given to us. Salvation is more than just a trip to heaven. Salvation is more than just eternity. Salvation is now. We have things that is given to us through the power of salvation, through Jesus' blood that we can access now. We've been talking about purpose for weeks. That God gives us purpose. We have purpose in life. That is why we are here. I met a man. He tried to take his own life. He shot himself in the head. And it did not take. I believe because that man has purpose. 
And he took his second chance in life and he used it to share the Word of God. He used it to raise a family. He used it to take care of children in need. We have purpose. We are God's hands and feet. We are supposed to be moving and working and sharing the Word of God and doing all these things for the furtherment of the kingdom of heaven. And how are we supposed to do that if we are sick? If we are broke down? If we are cowering in fear? But there is someone that wants to see all those things happen. And that is Satan. Because if we are locked away, hiding, scared, we can't be doing God's work. And his fear and his influence is going to run rampant. And we see evidence of that every day. We're supposed to be in the light, in the front. We're supposed to be the example. If the Lord is on my side, what man shall I fear? What virus should I fear? What man-made virus should I fear? What disease? What tragedy? What, insert whatever your problem is here, should you fear if you have God on your side? And you should know if God is on your side. Have you accepted Jesus Christ? Do you have faith? Do you believe what this word says? Do you know what this word says? It is time to take a stand. It is time to start doing things different. We don't have to live in fear. See, the problem is we don't get this, these good stories. We don't get to hear about a man that turned his life around after a tragic event. We don't get to hear about missionaries that go over in disease-laden countries and germs that just fall off their bodies because they're protected by God. We've seen God take believers through the fire. We've seen God take and part bodies of water. We've seen God rain bread from the sky, brought forth quails. God's done all these amazing things. Now, do you believe it to be fact or do you believe it to be a story? Is it here to enrich your life or is it here for entertainment? See, for so long now, that's what religion has become. A social gathering has became a point of entertainment. We've became soft and accepting and learning the truth of God and enforcing the truth of God has become so far on the back burner now that we can't even see it anymore. 
I'm not here for your entertainment. And you shouldn't be either. You should be fueling up. And it's not without reward. We talked about peace. You know, that's what we all are really just after. When we're trying to build power and money, we're just trying to find peace. We're trying to fill a void. If you have Jesus in you, you have that faith and you have that peace, there is nothing more that you need. Nothing here on earth is going to make that better. God has all the answers. So many times we're waiting for something. We pray a little prayer. And we're waiting for something to just fall on our lap. I met a couple one time that was having financial issues. And they said, don't worry, we prayed about it. We're just waiting for the money to show up in the mailbox. You know, God is faith-based. Which is a direct opposite of how the world sees things and how our human condition sees things because we're always looking for cause and effect. That's why fear is such a powerful tool because we know the cause and effect of it. Why we're so scared when we see that weapon pointed at us because we've all watched TV and we see the devastation that it can do. We know what the effect is, so we want to avoid the cause. That's how fear works. But with God, we don't always know what direction he's coming from, how he's going to do it. We have in our minds how we want him to do it, how we, how we think he's going to do it. But many times it's not that way. And we're so such an instant devised world now that we want it to happen right now. We want to wake up the next day healed. And of course, that can happen. God can do it however he wants to do it. And he has done it. He can still do it that way when that is how it needs to be done. We're selfish. And we're only concerned about us. We're only concerned about our needs, our feelings, and how to get comfortable right now. But with God, there's a big picture. Remember, we're the example. We're part of a big puzzle. We're all an important piece. So many times we have to be that example. We have to execute patience as we wait on God. We have to show others how it works. And you know, we're all looking for that, that just instantaneous gratification miracle. And if it happened that way every single time, it would be no longer faith. It would be no longer free will because we would have hardcore, undisputable evidence that this works. We have the visuals. And we have that now in the Word of God. We have that through testimony. But it would become so widespread that people would be accepting God not by faith, but by the actions of others. We are not driven by the actions of men. We are all independent, part of the family of God that serve one God. We are not intended to serve men. We are intended to serve God. He is our Lord and Shepherd. He is our Heavenly Father. He is our source 
And Jesus is away. It all has to come through Him. We have to rely on God. But it's so easy to go along with the masses. It's so easy. For some reason, it's built into our sinful nature that we want to follow. The Israelites wanted a king. We're always looking to someone. But we should be looking to God. God has been telling us this all along. and says that this will be nothing but problems for you. Look to me. I have all the answers. But yet we want to keep looking for a person, a man, a leader. We only have one true leader. That is God. And we're wanting this leadership and direction so much and we're wanting relief for so much that we try to take the easy way out and we just are deceived and believe whatever we hear. And we can't keep going on that way. We have to change our direction. We have to change our thought paths and we have to do it now.